0: Hey guys, today's episode of the Transform Podcast with Jade McCarthy is presented by our friends at Operation Christmas Child. The National Collection Week is coming up November 14th through the 21st. And listen, this is one of the world's largest Christmas projects of its kind. They do amazing work sharing the love of Jesus and helping kids in need and helping them around this time of year, that Christmas time of year. But now is the time to act because, again, the collection week is coming November 14th through the 21st. And this year, Operation Christmas Child hopes to collect enough shoeboxes to reach an additional 11 million children. They've already delivered more than 198 million gift-filled shoeboxes to children in need in over 170 countries and territories. Anyone can pack a shoebox, whether it's children, families, churches, students, groups, you name it. It's a great way to teach kids about gratitude and thankfulness, and giving back to those in need. Again, the National Collection Week, November 14th through the 21st, shoeboxes will be collected across the country at nearly 5,000 drop-off locations. Get involved. This is a milestone year. Over 200 million gift-filled shoeboxes is going to take place this year. They're going to celebrate 200 million shoeboxes. You can get involved right now by going to SamaritansPurse.org slash O-C-C, samaritanspurse.org slash O-C-C with Operation Christmas Child. And now, here's Jade McCarthy with Transform. Well, you know him, friends, as
1: a three-time Super Bowl champion, a ten-time Pro Bowler, a long-time captain, a husband, a father, a very busy... Gentleman, needless to say. And he is a friend of the program. He's joined us on Sports Spectrum, and I'm so grateful to have him here with us on Transformed. Matthew Slater, how are you?
2: I'm doing great, Jade. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's I'm hanging terrific. in there like we were talking before. I'm <laughs> a little tired with all these children running around but uh, so very blessed.
1: <laughs> I know. So so for those who don't know the ins and outs of the Slater household, the newest member is 6 months old. So so fill us in so everybody understands when you say busy, how <laughs> busy you mean.
2: <laughs> yes. So little Micah is is now 6 months and he's our youngest. Then we have Noah who's 3, Hannah who's 5 and Jeremiah six and a half so we're carpooling to and fro dropping off at this preschool kindergarten first grade Uh, but we're so blessed I mean just to have our our home full of laughter and joy and giggles Uh, my wife and I are just uh, so thankful for our children
1: uh, the carpooling is critical. I would add, like uh, I have four in my house. So I know like you, you gotta figure out the carpool, man. It gets busy between the preschools and this and that, and then sports pick up and
2: oh my gosh.
1: Oh boy. Here you go. It's a lot. Right? It's
2: a lot.
1: <laughs> it is, but um, it's also a lot of fun along the way. And I think what's so intriguing to me about this conversation with you is like because you're a dad to young kids, like you see transformation all the time, all the time, because it happens so fast when we're little. And what a reminder that is as we get older too. Um, But, but what does that mean to you? That, that transformation and, and just that word and that idea?
2: Well, I mean, the word transformation is such a powerful word. And I think, you know, as Christians, we understand what that looks like. Um, when Christ comes into our lives and he changes everything about us from the inside out. Uh, We were once headed this way, and now we're doing a 180 and headed the other way. So I have the understanding of what that looks like, uh, obviously, from the context of scripture, and then from what God has done in my life personally. And it's pretty cool to see it as a father with children, uh, to see, you know, the intentionality with which you pursue your children and pour into them, and to see them take those lessons, start to understand them, and then have them transform as little people uh, almost overnight. And, uh, you know, if that's a glimpse of what it's like when the Lord is looking at us, uh, what, what a blessing that really is. I mean, I, I'm, I'm so thankful for the transformation that my little people are going through, and I'm so thankful for the transformation uh, that God has made in my life.
1: When you think about how just being a dad has transformed you, what comes to mind?
2: Oh, man. Well, you know, I always tell people this. When you get married, you know, God exposes a lot of sin in your life. And for me, I realized, (laughs) man, I'm pretty selfish. And then when you become a parent, I think you realize even more so. I'm even more selfish than I thought. And, you know, I always say being a husband and being a father, it's really about giving, you know, it's not, you're not in it to see what you can get out of it. Although the benefits are, are too many to count. It's really about giving and, and just becoming less, you know, less of me and more of the Lord, more of my wife, more of my kids. And it's really helped me grow as a follower of Christ. It's really mm-hmm. taught me so many things about myself, but also about the way God loves us. And the intentionality with which he pursues us, the patience that he has with us. Um, And it's really just such a humbling process to go through as a dad, um, especially.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I I, like I think about even in my own life, like your children are so often a reflection of yourself, too. And so you like that sin is all of a sudden meeting you right here in your face.
2: No question. (laughs) (laughs) No
1: question. (laughs) <laughs> and you're like oh oh yeah okay I mean, exactly
2: exactly <laughs> oh I know where you got that from you know?
1: <laughs> right <So>. right <laughs>
2: oh, man. and
1: and yet you know there there are children and we chase after them in just a a word a way that it's hard to wrap words around and mm. I think that in some in so many ways really like That does grow our faith because we recognize, gosh, like if I am chasing after my son or my daughter this way, Mm. imagine how my father is chasing after me. And it's, I mean, it really is um, such a powerful thought to to think about it that way. Um, Mm, Absolutely. When you think about, you know, you use that word intentionality. Um, And I know that that's something that's really important to you in terms of how you and your wife are raising your children. Um, So what are the things that you try to do to help those transformations of little people be positive ones?
2: Yes, absolutely. You know, I think it first comes with an understanding of who your children are, right? Mm -hmm. With all four of my kids, they're all very different and their needs are different how I'm able to connect with them is different. So just learning who they are has been so important for my wife and I, as we try to parent and lead them. And then I think from there, you want to deposit truth into your children Um, in a world that is void of truth. In a lot of cases, it's important for us as parents to be intentional about depositing truth into their hearts, into their spirit, uh, so that they can be set up, uh, for success, especially success spiritually. So uh, you know, my wife has been great about um just doing little things to deposit that truth, to teach them, to instruct, whether it's prayer, whether it's, you know, we listen to Bible stories on the the hey Alexa at night. Like it's, you know, every everything we do is is with a plan. And hopefully that plan is to point them in the direction of Jesus Christ. And then we know that the spirit of God is going to have to do the work. In the long run, to transform them, uh, we're just trying to be good stewards of the children God has given us, and praying that you know He'll do the rest.
1: Yeah, and it is one of those things that I think you have that recognition that it's it is a stewardship, right? Like
2: God blesses
1: us with these little people for a period of time, and you know we just need to strive to do our best um, with the intentions that He's you know given us to to help raise them to be spiritual beings, right? And and no question. And um and to love the Lord. I mean I think that's the greatest that's the greatest hope of a parent, right? Is that you raise children that are going to, to share that love for Jesus um, and, and to be that's followers of, of him. Um, so like as as you look at that and think about your own life and like how you have undergone some of these transformations. You talked about marriage, obviously being a big one of them, mm-hmm. being a dad, being a big one of them. Like what else comes to mind for you in terms of transformative times in your own life?
2: Well, you know, I think for me, uh, I think about two of the biggest transitions that I've had to go through outside of marriage and, uh, and fatherhood is, you know, going from high school to college and then college to uh, being a professional. And for me, I think those times really tested me uh, in terms of my character. Uh, you know, I don't really think about football, I think about how that tested my faith, having to step out on my own as I left the house and embrace my faith in college, make decisions for myself, navigate a world that was filled with things that I had been exposed to before. Uh, that was certainly a challenge for me, and that was a time of transformation and solidifying my faith. And then also coming here to New England, and uh, you know, learning how to be a pro, learning how to be a Christian athlete in a in a setting where you know Christianity is not exactly the most popular thing being discussed in a locker room. So you know, there were times of of trial and error, ups and downs. But I think through it all, the spirit of God has been the most consistent thing, right? He's continued to tug at my heartstrings, continue to guide me, instruct me, and make me into the man that I am today. And, And I'm just thankful for the consistency that we can find in the character of God that's helped me through those transitional moments.
1: Amen. I mean, I think that that's like the consistency that it's hard for all of us to even comprehend sometimes, um, let alone to try to incorporate into our own lives, right? I mean, he is just day in, day out, moment in, moment out, you know what you get. And and that is so significant when sometimes you feel like your life is, you know, the loop-de-loop on the roller coaster. (laughs) (laughs) Right. <laughs> I mean, so, so to have that to, to rely upon and I think to recognize, right, Matt, that like those moments where you're on the loop-de-loop and you're like, whoa, I don't know what's up. I don't know what's down. Um, mm-hmm. Those are actually moments that bring us closer to him
2: oh, because amen. we
1: rely upon yeah. him to get through so, those moments.
2: No question. No question. Uh, you know, and I think for me, that's something that God has really had to teach me, right? Because I'm some, someone by nature who, you know, I want to be able to fix things myself. Sure. I want to be able to have a solution, have an answer. You know, I can work harder. I can train more. I can do more. Uh, But that's not how Christianity works, right? We realize that we need Jesus because we'll never be able to be enough. We'll never meet the standard. And in those moments of trial and difficulty, it's just an even greater reminder. The harder I try, the messier things tend to become. So, you know, you learn the lessons in surrendering and just handing things over to God and saying, hey, I need you. I can't figure this out. I'm making a huge mess of it.
1: And it's 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 hard to do. Like when you're that type A driven, like I'm going to get after this because right. you, you like I've said this before, but you can't just sit down and sit and go, okay, I know you got this, God. Like, I'm just going to sit here because that, like, right. that's not it either, right? Right? right. Like Absolutely. surrender has to look different than that. Like you still have to keep moving and acting and walking and be intentional about your walk with Christ. Um, so it's, it's like this balance of figuring out like, okay, I'm, I'm going to surrender and I'm going to let the peace of whatever the circumstance is reach me through the spirit. While still finding ways to to move forward, so right, how have right. how have you struck that? Because it's not an easy thing to necessarily, you know, mold together, if you will.
2: It, it really, you know, I think it's a balancing act that will navigate all of us as as believers in, until we're sanctified in heaven, right? Mm. I think that's something that uh, I continue to learn in terms of what that looks like. Uh, obviously, stewardship is so important, right? with what God has given you, you have to be a good steward of it. You have to look over it, watch over it, and be active with your faith, be intentional about pursuing the Lord and being intentional about living out your life as a Christian. Um, However, I think you always in the back of your mind have to realize that, you know, control is not a part uh, of, of the Christian creed, right? We don't believe that as Christians, we need to be in control at all times. And when we learn to differentiate between the two, hey, I can be a good steward, yet still not be in control, that's where you strike that perfect balance. Now, Mm. that's easier said, uh, you know, in principle than practice, I think, especially for someone like myself. So, (laughs) but, uh, you know, having that understanding and having people that have poured into me and taught me that and then helped me sift through scripture has been key in, in, you know, my growth in that area.
1: Mm. One of the things that you mentioned, Matthew Slater here with us on Transformed, is that you had to learn how to be a Christian athlete. What was that transformation like for you?
2: Yes. Well, I think, first of all, identity, right, is a big part of it. I think, you know, the tendency for a lot of guys that I've been around is that your identity can get blurred, you 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 start to think of yourself as an athlete who's a Christian instead mm-hmm. of a Christian who's an athlete. And I think for me, just making sure I draw the line in the sand, understand I am a Christian who's having an athletic experience. I always hear Steve Stimstrom say that at PAO, but that's yeah. the reality. I'm a Christian who's having athletic experience. And you know, I need to remember why I'm here yes, I'm here to play football and that's great, but, you know, I'm here to be an ambassador for Christ. And that, that mindset has been keyed in to take into the workplace and then understand, okay, what does it look like to navigate the the workplace with that mentality? Okay. Now that I have that understanding, you know, how do I navigate locker room conversations? How do I navigate conflict at work? How do I navigate areas that I'm falling short in at work? Um, You know, how do I navigate the media the the fans the you know all the things that come along with it should be filtered through the lens of you know I'm a Christian first who's having athletic experience
1: how does that help you through the journey that every football season is like how do you oh. take that lens and apply it to I, it's a journey every year like oh, every no year question. is different no. No and question. And, you know, you're you're trying to learn along the way to, you know, ultimately reach a, a goal at the end of the season. So, so how does that lens of being a Christian athlete and bringing that into the locker room, the meeting room, the conversations, and so on and so forth, help you with that journey? I mean, that
2: is such a good question. You know, I, I'll start with this. I think the one thing it does is keep me humble. Um, you know, it, it reminds me who I am and whose I am. Mm. And that helps me stay humble. Now with the ebbs and flows of the season, I think the tendency is for me to become, you know, super emotional and want to ride this wave, but it has really helped me bring some balance and just some calm to the the rigors of the NFL season. And I think as a young player, that's one thing I really struggle with. The ups and downs, you play well, you don't play well. Uh, You're trying to please, man. I want to please my coaches. I'm seeking their approval so much. I put so much weight in that. And then when I don't get it, I go in the tank. When I do get it, I'm riding way too high. So I think the gospel and understanding what that looks like more and more every year has helped me Uh, stay level headed as I, you know, navigate through seasons. And I honestly can't imagine having played this long uh, without Christ at the helm, because, you know, I, I'm too nuts as it is. (laughs) I I need Jesus to just, you know, you're driving the car. I'm just a passenger. And, uh, you know, that's been so, so helpful for me.
1: Yeah. It would be hard to, to feel like you had to control it all, I guess, which is probably what you would be trying to do. Right.
2: Absolutely. I mean, it's overwhelming. It's like an avalanche. It's just so overwhelming. (laughs) You just can't, you can't do it. And, you know, especially games like the other night against Chicago, where you're just feeling so many emotions and what can I do differently? What happened? And it's just overwhelming. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I I can see that. And and by the way, you know, we'll end where we started, but you leave work for the Patriots and you go home and you have a wife and four kids under the age of seven. So it's not like it all just sort of is like quiet and you're in your own little realm. No, you're not. There's a lot of other life that's still happening as well.
2: Right, right. no, I, I absolutely. And, you know, thank God for my wife. I mean, I, I honestly... Uh, could not do any of this without her by my side, providing rash, you know, rational thought, providing calm, <laughs> pointing me back to scripture, challenging me consistently. Um, you know, I, I look so forward to coming home and, and doing this job. You know, this is my favorite job in the world. And, mm. uh, I feel that way because of the woman who's by my side and the kids that we're raising. And, uh, you know, I, I can't wait now. Now the challenge for me is to bring the same enthusiasm, the same intensity, yes. same commitment when I get here, you know, and, uh, you know, many people have held me accountable in that regard. And that's something that I, you know, need to continue to push for.
1: Yeah. And the blessing is that you had a lot of that in the home that you were raised in. So that yes. goes Long goes a long way. Uh Matthew and I chatted about that previously. You can always check that out on sportspectrum.com. But thanks so much, Matt, for being here on Transformed. Really appreciate it. And you know, blessings to you, family, everybody. I hope everyone's getting some sleep, maybe. (laughs) Hopefully, (laughs) hopefully you've hit the groove six months, like you're Uh you're hopefully there.
2: Keep praying for us, Jake. Keep <laughs> yeah. praying for
1: us. I get it. I get it. Totally. <laughs> Matthew Slater untransformed Transformed with us.
2: Thanks. Thanks so much. <sighs>
1: Well, always such a pleasure to have a conversation with Matt Slater, and it's just one of those conversations that I feel like I always learn something talking with him, and I'm so appreciative of that, Um, but the scripture that came to mind when he was talking about being a Christian who's having an athletic experience, which is something that we hear from Sports Spectrum, from PAO. The scripture that really popped up to me was from Luke 11, verse 33, which says, no one lights a lamp and then hides it or puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where its light can be seen by all who enter the house. And I just think in so many ways that that is what I see and what I feel when I have these conversations with Matt. I mean, I feel like that is how he approaches his job and his family and his life and all those different elements. Like he just tries to be a light. He said to me before in previous conversations, you know, at one point in time, I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, do I really? Now I just will bring out the Bible if it's something that I'm talking about and referencing when I'm talking to the locker room. So I feel like he really tries to be that light. And I find that to be just tremendous encouragement. And I hope you do as well. Of course, as always, I just want to encourage you to head to our website, SportsSpectrum.com. You can check out our magazine as well. It's terrific. The football issue came out this fall. So be sure to subscribe. Uh, It's an easy subscription. You can do it on sports spectrum.com. Thanks so much for being here on transformed. Great to have new England Patriot Matt Slater with us here. And until next time live with love and intention. I'm Jade McCarthy.